Hello, and welcome to Be Still, Be Free. My name is Amber Miller, and I'm here today with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Thank you, ladies, for joining me today. I'm so excited to be back recording. I know. I know. Hope you guys had a great Easter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Easter and spring, and maybe it's like warmer now and not tornadoing and snowing <laughs> uh, and, and raining and But if you're in the and... South, plant nothing until May 1st. That's yeah, right. Really? Yeah. Just... Yeah, my ferns are crazy confused right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't know. All of the vegetation what? Like, what do we do? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm worried about my hydrangeas, too, because they had, like, <laughs> blooms on them, and then those died. Oh, yeah. And now they're trying to get green on them again, and so I'm not sad. sure. I know. I'm <sighs> hoping that everything will come back, you know, will get a, a, fresh, a fresh burst. I just need of, to see some color. Yeah. I need to see some color. Um, but today, we are introing our new series, Be Willing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you all probably know by now, we have done a series of series. Um, <laughs> a trilogy uh, series. A tri- yeah, yeah. I like that better. A like trilogy it. of series uh, about women in the Bible, which is new for us. Mm-hmm. We Up until now, we've focused on a word or kind of a But I have theme. gotten incredible feedback yeah, about this. I have I've been told by a couple of our very faithful followers um, from home that... That this has been one of their faves. Mine, yeah, yeah I have gotten mm-hmm. the same feedback yeah, as well. Too. In fact, I think and after our summer break, we may just should continue this yeah. for the rest of at least this year. And hey, yeah. here's an idea: See. if somebody's got some a woman in the Bible they'd like for us to talk about, maybe send Ooh. us a, a yeah. message and let Taking us know. Taking requests now, yeah. yeah. Hop on Facebook, How Twitter, Instagram, and let us know. Yeah, yeah, Love that, that would be neat. Uh-huh. Well, um, I, I'm excited about. I've loved each and every one that we've done, but mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this one. We, we have some that every week. I know. <laughs> I know. That I really like this one. This is one of no, my but really, I'm really more serious this time. <laughs> I will, yeah, I will tell you that in preparing for Sarah, um, I had this article that I pretty much used for almost all of my content. Um, I was weepy. Yeah. At the end of reading this, and there's a little poem that I'll do when we're talking you about mean Sarah. Mary? But I mean Mary. Sorry, Sarah was last time. Yeah. It was like I've oh. never been weepy preparing for a woman before. Really, I was, weepy. I was a little weepy about mine too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Should I say that me. I was weepy about mine so I fit in? <laughs> Stand no, but out. just get weepy in the recording. Oh, stand fine. out, there Amber. Stand out. Even if you're alone, Deborah's stand not out. Really stand the, alone. Deborah's She's not like really a, the weepy type. You can just get a fire in your belly. We weren't, we weepy, <laughs> weepy over here. You were like powered up. You were like ready to, were like ready to, to go charge. Yes. I'm a woman. Hear me roar. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. So Monica is going to lead us in this yeah. intro and talk a little bit about. The three women we're going to cover in this special series, Be Willing. Yes. So so the topic is Be Willing, and I wanted to start and focus more on the theme of Be Willing and kind of talk a little bit about what it means to be willing. So, like, what does it mean to you guys if it says, if if I were to say to you, Be Willing, like, what would, what picture would you have in your mind? Like, what would your... I think for me, it's like, um, because I was even thinking about it when studying for Sarah, like, it says like a state of heart, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't think of a picture. I think of a, like almost like palms up. Yeah. Yeah. Kind open-handed. of thing. Like, yeah. Like an openness and an open mindedness and a, a willingness. Yeah. Right. But right. just a, a condition of your heart. Yeah. Even more than your mind. I think of like a softness. Like you think about Pharaoh and Moses, like when he refused to be willing to do what what God was telling him to do, right. he had a hardened heart. Hard heart. Right. So yeah. I think yeah. of like, yeah, like you, I have really a similar thing, like mm-hmm. a softness of heart mm-hmm. and right. open, open handedness, open mind. 
I had thought about um, those same things and like how you're just kind of like it's that state of your heart where you're willing to do what God has asked you to do or go where he says to go or when he says to go mm-hmm. um, or a willing to let go, whether that's mm. a fear of control, of comfort, etc. But I went to the dictionary and looked up the definition of the word willing. And here is what the dictionary says. Um, disposed or consenting, cheerfully consenting or ready with cheerful readiness. And I was very surprised to see that cheerfulness was listed as a primary consideration of what it means to be willing. And um, what that said to me is that it's not a begrudging like, okay, God, fine, fine, I'll I'll do it, I'll do it. You know, and it's not a... I'll do it, but bracing yourself for like a disappointment or right. a hurt or a discomfort, but it's a cheerful, cheerful readiness mm-hmm. and readiness too, which is like a, not like a being dragged along, like kind right. of yes. jumping to it, uh, self-motivated type yeah. of. Yes. In fact, what I said, um, I, th- the readiness thing was such a big deal for me. Um, cause I said, you know, you can't just be willing, but you have to be ready. You have to be prepared and practiced. Yeah. Your house has to be in order. And I can't, can't like thought of this analogy immediately of like, you say that you're will- if you're willing to run a marathon, you can't just go run a marathon the next yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to start the preparation yep. yeah. to get ready. And so maybe our willingness to obey God, the first step is preparing for following God and That's not necessarily so the thing true. itself. Oh my gosh. Like you're going to die when we talk about Mary. Because this is in Mary. <laughs> well, that's so I'm not cool. even joking you. Like almost verbatim. Really? Because mm-hmm. will, honestly, the word willingness is, seems like a more passive, like waiting for someone to ask you to do something. Exactly. But the idea of like a cheerful readiness is like an anticipation, a preparedness. A, an, an alertness. More of like a on the edge of your seat mm-hmm. um, positive than a I'm willing like if someone were to ask you, like, would you, hey, would you usher this Sunday kind of a thing? Yeah. Like instead of sitting back and waiting for someone to come to you, it's a, like you said, like an eagerness, yeah. like a, on yeah. the edge of your seat, like like raising your hand in class, like yeah. pick me, pick me, pick me. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say this quote. Okay. Augustine is said to, has said about Mary that Mary first conceived Christ in her heart by faith before she conceived him in the womb. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking. She was prepared. She was prepared to conceive him physically. Yes. Because she prepared by being with him, studying him. She knew who God was. Right. She believed in the Messiah coming. Like she was prepared for the moment because she prepared before the moment. Yes. She prepared before the moment for the moment. Well, and it reminded me too of like the whole metamorphosis and like be be free and fly thing because you go through that process of birthing and crawling and cocooning before you fly. So sometimes that readiness is like the first three. That's right. Yeah. Good stuff. You're willing to fly, but you have to go through the cycle Mm -hmm. before you can do it. And that's the readiness part. And the cheerful, I mean, the cheerful part also is just such a big deal because we so often are okay, fine, God. Yep. Yeah. About... Or not even, like, to God, but just, like, in daily life. I feel like that, like... It reminds me of the joyful giver. The cheerful giver, right? Instead of, like, you're saying, where you're like, oh, wah, wah. Do I have to really do that? I don't really want to do that. Are you sure you really want me to do that? Yeah. But just the the cheerful giver kind of thing. Yeah. Or even, like, a... I don't know. Have y'all ever heard this, like, said this statement before? I already do this, 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 uh-huh. and this. Uh-huh. Yeah. I really need to add mm-hmm. yes. whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. And that is such a perfect. <laughs> I know that that's, that's just oh. me. No, it's mm. not. But that is such a perfect illustration for, you know, we've talked so many times in the past about how saying no to good things in order to create room for the God things. And I think that's part of the cheerful readiness yeah. is, like, 
having your margin, like yep. having margin in your life, having white space yeah. so that mm. when God says, will you go do this? You're cheerfully ready because yeah. you've awesome. got the space to do it. I have it. this yeah. margin yeah. for this time, have the for this purpose. to go do it. Yes. That's right. That's so true. Making sure you say yes to what you're supposed to say yes to. Yes. So mm. when you hear us talk about be willing in this whole series, and we're talking about these women coming up with be willing, they weren't begrudgingly telling God, mm-hmm. okay, fine. It was a cheerful readiness. I mean, I know I can say that about Pharaoh's daughter and I know it's going to be a few weeks before we get there, but she had a cheerful readiness and Mary and Mary sang a song, right? She sang a song after Gabriel had visited her and told her what would happen. She sang a song. How about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cheerful. Yeah. Deborah, did, Deborah did too. Yeah. Deborah sang song. No way. There's no record of Pharaoh's daughter singing. Come on. <laughs> I'll write one really quick. Together. I'll write one and pretend that she did. But you know that she was cheerful, right? Because she, she had this baby. It was joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she found this baby and it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, so I went to the Bible, too, to talk about what the Bible says about willingness. Um, and the first thing is that it's a gift from God that we can ask him to give us. Mm. Um, Psalm fifty-one, twelve, in the voice says, Restore the joy of your salvation to me and provide me with a spirit of willing obedience. Mm. So we can ask God to give us that, like, willing obedience. Yeah. Um, the NET version says, Let me again experience the joy of your deliverance. Sustain me by giving me the desire to obey. Um, Mm. And, you know, we've talked about sustained before and what that means. And so, um, and in the Hebrew, the word willing means a noble and happy condition. So again, with the cheerful and, but the fact, I think that it said noble Mm -hmm. um, kind of just shows you like God really like esteems a cheerful Mm -hmm. readiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like he holds it in high regard. And it had nothing to do with these women being of nobility. No, no, you know, no. at all. Pharaoh's daughter may have been a princess, but yeah. um, that didn't matter in yeah. what she did. And Mary was a peasant. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, in Psalm 119, it says, I will run the way of your law for you give me a willing heart. Mm. And in James, it says the wisdom that comes from heaven is, in, is first of all pure. Then it gives peace. It is gentle and willing to obey. So a willing, a willing spirit is one that God can give up, can give us. We just, if we're willing to willing mm-hmm. to pray for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing is that we may have to wrestle for it. Um, in Matthew, it says the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Watch and pray and take care that you are not pulled down during a time of testing. Um, and in the message, I loved this version because it says there's a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God, but there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping uh. by the fire. <laughs> <laughs> which I cannot relate to that at all. That sounds really good, actually. Like my heart wants to do it, Lord, yes. but I'm like, oh, my God. It's so yes. Lazy as an old dog laying by the fire. Man, yeah. that's descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> but we have to, like, wrestle between what our spirit is willing yeah. to yeah. do and what our flesh wants so to do true. constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Or I mean, even what your flesh wants to do but your spirit says no like yes. that. There's a lot of tension there. Fine. You know, we've talked about that tension, the healthy tension. Yep. I know sometimes for me, I'm like, okay, is this my flesh that's wanting to do this? Mm-hmm. Or is this the spirit saying, yes, I want you to do this. Right. And sometimes it really has been the flesh and I've had to say no because right. it wasn't the spirit. Yep. And then there's times that it's the spirit saying yes. And my flesh is saying no. And you know, it's just a whole different, you have to wrestle that out. You do like have you to really wrestle do. that out. You we do. have to wrestle out our willingness mm-hmm. to figure out, is it a willingness for God or a willingness for ourselves? Right. And 
Mm. Yeah. It's hard. That is hard. Um, Isaiah 119 says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword. Mm. So, um, so I just, I just thought that that was such a great way. Just, I loved that. I loved discovering that. Like I loved going through the research and finding all of that because it just gave me a different, um, heart mindset, like a mindset and a heart preparation for what we're about to dive into with this series. And, um, I just got really jazzed about it and really stoked about it. Well, how interesting is it that we chose to be willing as the name, as Mm -hmm. the theme, hadn't done any um, research into that. Right. And then we have these three women who were joyful, Mm -hmm. who were prepared. Like, I mean, it's really, I love it when that happens. Yeah. Such a God thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a God thing. Yeah. So let's talk about our ladies for a minute. Um, Sarah, um, you said about Mary, I'm going to read the description that you sent me, just like a quick little paragraph that Mm -hmm. we each prepared. Mary was young, planning a wedding and getting ready to start the next stage of her life. But God had a plan for her that would change the course of her life forever. How did she respond? Willing. She wasn't the mother of all kings like Eve, nor was she the mother of many kings like Sarah. No, she was mother of the king, and her yes. name is Mary. Isn't that awesome? I love that. I love that I've had these three women. So yeah. good. It's been such so... a good fit for you, too. It, it is. is I love you. it. When, you know, it goes right along with my methodical way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but interesting. You're kind of like our matriarch, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're the same age, but still. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, yes, oh, Sarah. That's a good Mother thing. Sarah. Mommy Sarah. <laughs> Mama Sarah, if I could Mother just Superior. get my kids to be that way, I'm working Lord. on it. Lord, um, yeah, I was just asking one of them last night, like, why don't you trust me? Life would be so much easier. We do. Um, <laughs> I need, I'm willing I need them to. I'm willing to trust you. Um, the thing that was, I think, very interesting for me is, you know, you've got Eve who was kind of noble in her own way because she was the mom, right? Right. And then you have Sarah, who literally meant princess. And then you have Mary, who's having the most amazing king, is in charge of the king. Yeah. And she's a peasant. And she's from the line of David, but they've lost their their power. They've lost their nobility. And she is this plain little peasant. And it's young, just, too. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And possibly as young as 12 years old. Possibly as young can't as twelve. Even, I nope. Can't even, yeah, nope. the research that I did said nope. that the the boys typically were later in their teens. They were still teens, but later in their teens. But the girls could have been as young as twelve years old. Wow. Which is crazy. How was she getting pregnant at twelve? Maybe she was a little bit older. But I mean, still, still. even if she was fourteen or fifteen, like can you imagine having Jesus when you're fifteen. Yeah. No. I can't you know, imagine any 15 any, no. years old girls that I know. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the other thing that is just amazing to me is um, the attitude of her spirit. Yeah. Through all of it. Right. Like, I love how she, like, she questioned Gabriel, but not in a defensive yes. or offensive way, but in a truly, like, yes. I really don't get it way. One and of the that things. that was okay. One yeah. of the things that it talks about is that she asked educated questions. They weren't mm-hmm. rebellious questions. It right. wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like Sarah and Abraham who laughed. Right. Or like Elizabeth's husband. Right. Like, right. Baha, whatever. Baha, that's sure. right. She just was like. She believed. How can this be? I've not laid with a man. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm a virgin. I can't have a baby. Right. And as soon as yeah. Gabriel explains all of that, she's basically hands open. Right. Okay. Right. Your will be done. Right. That was her attitude. Your right. will be done. 
use thy servant. And she had nine months of readiness. She had nine months of readiness. He was born. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting little thing. And I'll tell it here um, instead of, because I've got a lot of content to, to go through, but um, there's not a whole lot known on Mary. Like, you know, the other ones I did the bio and you had ages and you mm-hmm. had information and there wasn't, there isn't a lot of information on Mary. But um, in the Bible, I did find a non-biblical source. I don't know if it's real. So don't say that, hey, you learned something and it's for real. But it was basically written by a historian. There, You know, because there were histories, scrolls of history being written. Um, And that it was uh, that she was the daughter of of a man and a woman who were unable to conceive. But he was a huge giver back to the temple, to the believers. But someone scoffed him. And said, you know, how good is your money when you can't even bear a child? Because that was they that was that the thing, like right? If yeah. you couldn't have a child, and so he went and um, went into the desert for forty days and got alone with the Lord and begged and pleaded, and his wife did the same. And she promised that she would give this child back to the Lord if they enabled her to have one. And the, he came back and they conceived. And it was supposedly Mary. Wow. And they gave Mary to the the priest. And the priest um, raised Mary. Because what they said, and this kind of does say in the Bible, so this kind of, I guess, supports this a little bit, is that it wasn't, it wasn't common for young women, young girls, to have a lot of knowledge of Scripture if you were a peasant and you were poor. Those were usually those of nobility. Mm-hmm. But Mary knew the Scriptures. She was very versed in the Word and in the histories, like, for what they had at that time. Yeah. Um, she knew the laws. She knew all about the, the tribes. Like, she, she knew all of this. She knew there was a Messiah coming. She knew that there was God. And yeah, that um, that's how she was able to have such um, dialogue with Gabriel and how she was also not afraid like it wasn't like she's like what do you mean there's a messiah right she knew there was a coming messiah that was not the issue for her she did not question she never questioned it she Mm -hmm. knew there was a coming messiah she just was questioning how it could be her because how could i be having a baby um and so i get chill bumps talking about this so it's just really cool to see that at the age of 12 um that's when Gabriel visited her and she told the priest and everything kind of happened the way it did. But from the age of, I think it was three until 12 is when she supposedly was under the influence of the priest and learned everything. She was very quiet, very meek, but it said that she had a lot of wisdom and she was soft spoken. But when she Mm -hmm. spoke, it was full of clarity um, and full of education. And so, well, and you kind of see that in her, um, in her song too, the education Mm -hmm. comes out in the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's very, very interesting. Wow. Now, didn't see that anywhere else. Right. Don't know about it anywhere right. else. But it's a fun fact. But it's a fun fact that that could possibly happen. Yeah. Yeah. And she's talked about in the Quran as well, I thought was interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That's been very, that's been a, a a reoccurring theme also. Yeah, with each one of yours. As yeah. I've studied these women that cuz I've never opened a Quran. I don't really know anything about the Quran, but I think it's very interesting that these right. women are also written about in the Quran and she's written of highly regarded. Wow. Mhm. Highly regarded. That's fascinating. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so um Amber, uh you have Deborah. Yes. She was a wife, a prophetess, an agitator, a ruler, a warrior, a poetess, and even a mother figure. Yes. She was willing to step into any role and take a stand on behalf of Yahweh, no matter the cost. Yeah, Deborah was a BA. She was a BA. <laughs> she 
she was. She's like the spirit animal I want to be, but I'm not. She was amazing. Uh, Deborah's cool, and I I think I told, have said this before that, but the three women that I chose were three women that I've never heard a sermon on. Hey, um, I heard about Tamar in church yesterday. No, you did not. Yes, David's Tamar because um, Andy's <laughs> doing a whole series on David, <laughs> and he totally talked about the older brother, the half brother, uh-huh. and the rape oh, yeah. and all that. And that is hilarious. Yes, that is, is so that crazy? Funny. That is so crazy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because I, I I honestly have not ever heard. Mm-mm. So the kids preacher. and I were in the car talking about it, and yeah, they were and like, like, "We and we said, what did you learn today that you've yeah. never known?'" And Tamar came up, and they were talking. Well, I didn't know about all the brothers you're and like, sisters well, and the rape, and I was like, "I got." A podcast for you. <laughs> I've got a podcast for you. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. So yes, so can you really believe cool. that? I know. So Deborah is one of the ones that I have not ever, honestly, don't yeah. really know much. Didn't know much about her until I did this podcast. Well, you know, women aren't really talked about from the pulpit as much as they <sighs> well, probably ought to be. Deborah isn't talked about a lot, and it's for the same reason I think that Tamar isn't talked about a lot. It's because it's not cut and dry. Yeah. There's a lot about Deborah that people really don't know what to do with. Because um, Deborah was a ruler of Israel, mm-hmm. like not just like a princess who had yeah. a husband who ruled, or no, she, she had was leadership. in charge of Israel. So Shh, there's don't a, say that out loud. We're, know, in, we're in a we're church, in church right now. <laughs> Women aren't supposed to be in leadership. People Hashtag get Jesus really feminist. upset about that, and people don't talk about her because of that. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. Um, and the reality is, though, is that that's scripture mm-hmm. right there. We shouldn't negate. Uh, you know, one of the judges, Amen. actually the most highly regarded judge that's listed in the book of Judges mm-hmm. is Deborah. She's the only one without a scandal who wasn't um, fooling around and doing knucklehead stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she had, under her rule, Israel had peace for 40 years. Wow. Um, I mean, she was this like incredible BA. woman. She was BA. I mean, there's really no other way to say that. What does yeah. BA stand for? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't cuss in church like some people do. She was a bad butt. And she, was a, she was a BB. She was really cool. But she, um, so she was the ruler of Israel. She kind of handled like, you know, Israel was in captivity at this point. They were mm-hmm. slaves. And uh, she was their, their leader. And she is the one who approached a general, an is- Israelite general, and said, we've got to go to war. We've got to defeat these Canaanites that are holding us in slavery and get out like the Lord has said we've got to go and fight and the general says to Deborah okay but I can't go without you you've got to go with me that's crazy so Deborah rides off into battle with this guy so awesome yeah it's just and there's a lot more like ton more details that we'll get into into the episode Mm -hmm. but this warrior um woman this judge this prophet she was listed as a prophet she's the only judge who's also listed as a prophet wow and uh like all of this stuff that i never knew about and i think it's because in the modern church that we have an issue with women in leadership and we do and i don't think that you can get around that well i think when you look at all the women that we have studied and you've seen the impact that they have had yeah on the prophecy coming to to fulfillment Mm -hmm. You cannot denounce the importance of women right. in ministry. Right. And um, I don't think that God ever intended it no. to be the way it is. I know that we're all crafted and created differently. And I, I do think there are things that men are 
better at doing than women, but I think there are a lot of things that women are better than doing at men. Yeah. And it has to be a competition. No. Um, I think we've allowed Satan to make it a competition. Yeah. Sure. And I think that there has been a sin of inferiority of, you know, women should be seen and not heard. Yeah, I don't. And I mean, I, I do want to cut church leadership a little bit of slack. I don't know that it's intentional no. because of we don't think that women should be in leadership, but that subject is so divisive. Yes. It is divisive. Among people that I think it's easier to just avoid it yep. because of the confusing things that are said in the New Testament yeah. about what women should do. Yeah. But then you look at all of the examples and it's different than what a, one right. apostle said. Yeah. Right. So I think it's a very confusing issue mm-hmm. and it's just easier I to agree. not address it. Yeah, I, I think that, not that that makes it right. No, no I think but yeah, I, I think that's that. That's it's exactly what you're saying what about Deborah. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it, that it's, it's easier to just not touch her yeah. and yeah. not talk about her. Yeah. But the reality is, is that you have little girls like me sitting in the right. pews yeah. who sees a male pastor, male worship leader, male um, uh, everything, male deacons, yeah. male. And I sit there knowing God has called me to ministry, yeah. knowing that God has uh, has a specific um ministry and plan like plan for my life thinking well what am I supposed to do Mm -hmm. this is this is not a world for me Mm -hmm. this is a world for men Mm -hmm. yeah you know and that's the problem Mm -hmm. um and and we're not talking about women like Deborah who God used to save Israel Mm -hmm. not even like Esther like Esther got married and saved Israel by being brave which Mm -hmm. is awesome but Deborah legitimately rode into on the front lines yeah yeah Yeah. like like this is not some passive like woman she she defied every female role that uh like gender role that exists yeah right (laughs) and you know the crazy thing is is the church is filled with women who need to hear about these women they do right because women in the church a a lot of i'm Mm -hmm. not i mean i'm generalizing generalizing yeah but um they are divisive yeah and they're it's not just they're not not just productive right and so you look at these women and you see what their spirit was like their willingness what their calling was what they did like Mm -hmm. Yeah. The reality is that by not um, approaching this topic, we're mm-hmm. asking the body of Christ to serve with its hands tied behind its back. Yeah. Because we're crippling half of half of the body. Can't tell you yeah. a funny story real fast. Sure. So you know, I grew up extremely legalistic, right? Um, and it was truly women should be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is how Yikes. I grew up. Which and is hilarious <laughs> knowing you. I know. Well, you know, and I people... She's missing the tip of her tongue from her <laughs> early church years. But. People had a problem with me. And I often wonder how different my life would have been if I had grown up in a more nurturing environment that was not... Um, intimidated by strong women mm-hmm. because if I had had somebody who could come along and nurture that of me and help me kind of like I always had a call I felt like to ministry if I had, had somebody who could kind of show me what that looked like yeah it was a lot easier for men to do than that was easy for women to do um but no lie this guy I grew up with uh, we were extremely close our families were close they live in the Atlanta area and we had their family over for dinner and um Things had kind of, like, we were just talking about different types of church styles, and we were going to more uh, non-denominational type of churches, and they were still going to a very strict kind of Baptist church, and um, we were talking about styles of music and styles of preaching, and he was getting a little fired up a little bit, and, but those, I mean, he and I bantered our entire lives, so I wasn't intimidated by that, but his wife spoke up. And I am not even like, and you should have seen Chris Goody's face because I've told Chris how I have grown up and he's kind of like not really gotten it. But this, this old friend of mine whom I have not spoken to since 
stands up and looks at his wife. And I am not even joking. He points at her and goes, you mind your place, woman. <gasps> no. Yes. You yes. You mind your place, yes. woman. You mind your place, woman. Wow. And, and nope. I, I looked no. at him and that I said, uh-uh. I said, you know what? That's not how we do it in this house. You're in this house. Good you will agree. dress your wife with respect. You will speak to her with dignity. Chris and I don't speak to each other that way. They, he's like, get the kids, pack the bags. They got in the car, they left, and he and I have not spoken since. Oh, my. All over. Wow. Inferiority of women. Wow. Yeah. You mind your place, woman. That, that does not have God me. written one no, place not over it. God, Jesus never once spoke no. to a woman that way. But his dad would be proud of him. Right. And the pastor of our old church would be proud of him. Wow. And that just kind of gives you, I mean, for people who don't know that that really right. exists. Well, that's the thing. It does exist. Andy and I, um, we talk about this a lot because we we are not on the same page. There's two, um, and we, I know we'll probably need to move on pretty soon That's but okay. there's two people um, connect kind with of like this, though so thought like thought process in this is egalitarianism and then complementarianism mm-hmm. and um and there's varied you know aspects of each side there you know like i'm not fully one and he's not fully one but we do differ because i i i understand that background that you came from mm-hmm. i've seen that a little bit more than he has and i have to remind him like you don't understand you live in the safest body that there is Mm -hmm. you're a white male Mm -hmm. so you have to kind of like put yourself in a different person's perspective Mm -hmm. to see like women are not respected the way that you know when you walk into a room it's a different atmosphere than when a woman walks into a room or a woman in leadership I could say something uh, that is not received well, but if it were coming from, from a man. tall white guy, yeah. then it would have been received perfectly oh, fine. Yeah. And, um, and so there's, you know, it's like, it's kind of bringing around this realization that this is a world that some people have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, and I think churches have come a long way and it's not just the church. I think right. that it's our nation as a whole has yeah. some of these issues to deal with. Um, but it's a conversation that needs to be had because it was had here. In the it was a conversation. It was. I, the one thing I would add to that is it's a conversation that should be had with the goal in mind of reconciliation and restoration. Absolutely. Yeah. Not yeah, we division. We don't have to all come to in- complete the same. Right. Yeah, the same. That's right. Just respect and understanding. But if the way we're doing it and how we're saying it is causing division and separation that is not unification in the yeah. body of Christ. Yeah. And that's yeah. always been my big thing. Like I'm as much of a woman's liberer as anybody can be, but not in the sense of um, I'm made to do it without a man. I'm made to do it on my own and selfish kind of like watch me, you know, right. what I can do. Right. Because that's, that's yeah. not how we were there created to do it. There can be a very it. defensive, aggressive tone. Yeah. Sure. That I don't think is Jesus either. That's right. right. That's what I'm talking. That's yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. How you're saying it and what you're saying mm-hmm. should be done to bring about more for the body of Christ, yeah. not you. If yeah. you're doing right. it for you, then I don't. And that's been my thing. Like I'm, I'm a very strong woman, but my thing is, is that I'm going to do it so that I am bringing about more for the body of Christ for my marriage. Yeah. Well, you know? and that's why it's important to look at somebody like it Deborah is. because yes, she was a warrior. Yes, she was a leader, but she was also a prophetess, yeah. which means that she had an incredibly intimate relationship with the Lord. An she immense was also amount of married. wisdom. Yeah. And had very, was, I was going to ask that. Was she married? Women. Yeah. She, she was, was married. married. Um, and it's actually argued that she may have been married to the general oh, wow. that asked her to go with him. Huh? 
So, uh, you know, it, there's all of these aspects that we're totally going to get into, but so you're exactly good. right. Like, it isn't a look at me and it isn't a I could do it without a man. It's actually the opposite. It is. It's, it's a leveling the playing field mm-hmm. and realizing that God has called women to do these yeah. incredible things and maybe taking off some of these, like, uh, unconscious roles Mm -hmm. that we tend to see things through Mm -hmm. sometimes. I'll tell you, we have a um, female deaconess and the first time that she helped serve communion, I bawled. I I didn't know that that happened. Yeah. I would cry. It was really cool. If I had seen that. Like the first time that I I just, I was like, that's so cool. That's That's really, that's a really powerful thing. I know. We need to move on. We need to move on. We can talk about this a long time. We've got to talk about it. I know. And I'm just going to hit on her really briefly, but Pharaoh's daughter. Don't hit on her. Just talk about (laughs) it. I think she was party. Um, So our roles in life are often unnoticed, overlooked, forgotten, deemed inconsequential, considered frivolous, of no great value, and that we have nothing significant to contribute. And yet, what we're willing to draw up out of the water just may be the catalyst that brings freedom to an entire nation. Ooh. Mm. I cannot wait to and hear And that is Pharaoh's daughter in a nutshell. She was willing. That's a big and, nutshell. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge nut to crack. Um, but she... I mean, we, when we talk about Moses and we talk about everything that happened around him, she is the last person that we think of. Yeah. And yet if it were not for her, like God chose her to be the one to save him. Mm. And, um, she doesn't have a name. We, we have five verses listed about her and that is it. But there is so much that we can learn about her in those five verses. Like it gets me so fired up. And I, I touched upon this several weeks ago that, that she came up. Um, because of a, a sermon series last year that our pastor was doing on women in the Bible who were unnamed. Oh, wow. And so um, I was a part of one of the sermons. Greg and I kind of tag-teamed it together where we talk about one of the unnamed women in the Bible, and then we give her a name at the end Aww. so that we can just personalize her. Um, but she so, like, it's been a year, and I still get just as, like, emotional talking about it because I know every single woman listening can identify yeah. with a feeling of being overlooked and forgotten yeah. in the story of somebody else. Yeah. And so, um, oh, That's I cannot beautiful. wait. There we go. This is probably your most obscure, like, woman that you Super, super obscure. There's not a lot about her. There's not a lot, but yet there is. You know right. how, like, if you're willing to just read between the lines yes. and yeah. draw, like, and I'm not, it's not, like, there's some things that are opinion for sure, but there's other things that I think are very clear conclusions we can draw. Yeah. Um, and so I will be very clear about here's what I think right, right. about it, yeah. but here's yes. what... I think we can basically agree on. We can be so pretty sure about. We'll get into that in a couple weeks. Oh, I've wondered cool. if she was a believer. Well, I'm going to talk about that. Are you going <laughs> to? Yeah. That's, Don't spoil it. That's part of my week. Heaven. I'm going to leave that, that dangling carrot there for you. All right. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about that. Good so, stuff. So that is our uh, foundation for Be Willing. And tune in next week. And we're going to jump right on in with Miss Mary. Yes. Miss Mary. I'm excited. I am Sounds too. Good. Yay. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.